Welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope, episode 112. My name is Kyle, in the house with me today, vaping Mike Normandin. Hey, how's it going? What's up, dude? And then, making his Dragon Ball Super Dope debut, Dragon Ball Super Dope debut, Dragon Ball Super Dope debut, my friend, Devin. What's, what's up, Devin? What's going on, man? Hey, man, what's going on, dude? Thanks for having me. Dude, of course. You know, when I found out that you were uh, actually keeping up to date with all the shit that's coming out weekly in Japan, I was like, why haven't we had you on yet? We have a rotating cast of weirdos come in, and you'd probably fit in well. So, welcome aboard. Thank you, thank you. I think I'm going to start calling us, and maybe um, maybe the people who like our show, but super dopers. Is that too much? Is that presumptuous? Just a little bit. You think so? I don't, I don't want to be a super doper, if yeah, you don't mind. Negative. Yeah, it does. It sounds like maybe we're super doping ourselves into death. Like we're injecting Dragon Balls into our Yeah, like eyeballs. we're injecting <laughs> Dragon Balls directly into our bloodstream. We're risking the, uh, you know, death. Sanity. <laughs> Smoking some Super Saiyan. Shit, man. Ooh. We, had, ooh, we had a good episode today. And I would like to take some credit for myself because last week I went out on a tangent with a couple of weird theories that, I mean, they weren't entirely outside the realm of possibility. I'm not trying to give myself that much fucking credit, but I called a couple of things that happened this week. Most of the episode revolves around Kaba and Vegeta. Kaba eventually reaching Super Saiyan 2, getting rid of that roly-poly bitch who I believe was from Universe 2. I'm not sure if she was, though. We just automatically lumped her in with Universe 2 because she kind of resembled... She who shall not be named. The pink whale herself. Maybe. The pink Teletubby, as some of you have been calling her on the internet. The pink Teletubby. I've never heard that. No, you haven't done that. Never ever. heard that before. Yo, that's, say, that's, like that's brilliant. She, I think that she look I say that she looks kinda like sort of like Chansey from um from Pokemon and like the general shape uh, of her of her mass. Chansey yeah. fighter mode. Yeah. Chansey with some gloves and a skirt. Chansey's a pop form. Yeah, Chansey, and then, what the, what the fuck was Chansey's evolved form in real life? Blissey. What was it? Blissey. Blissey? Yeah. No. Yes, it was. Wow. <laughs> that must have been like a second generation Pokemon, no? Yep. Shit, see? Yeah. That's not my realm of existence, but I knew that she evolved, so that's dope. Whatever, Rebrand's the fucking worst, and I'm pretty sure that Cabo went Super Saiyan 2 today to take somebody out from, again, I think was Universe 2. Um, but couple of interesting things happened so the big thing that i'd said last week was i think maybe there will be a potential alliance between universe six and universe seven through the end of the tournament i think a lot of us think that that's going to happen anyway just because these characters have some background with one another at this point and it's kind of them against the rest of them all the meanwhile though there has been some infighting between the two universes um and we had an example of it today but you hear champa say uh we need to now stick to strength and numbers and obviously um, I think they have, what, maybe four or five fighters left for Universe 6. I think the idea of him seeing Kaba and Vegeta partner up to protect each other and work together, uh, that made him say, yeah, let's partner with Universe 7. <laughs> and that'll ensure, or hopefully, increase the odds of us not being erased. Because even if we are erased, if Universe 7 wins, they'll wish us back with the Super Dragon Balls. And as pointed out by Vegeta, he said, I will wish you back when exactly. I when I win. Yeah. Vegeta and Kaba then take it one step further and make the fucking agreement right there. And Vegeta's like, I want to see the planet where the Saiyans are. You t you promised to take me to planet Sadala, and I lost my fucking mind. I was like, yeah, dude, I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see it. So 
I think it's pretty much confirmed now that six and seven at least had the idea of the alliance. Here's where it gets tricky. Right after this alliance is formed, Kappa takes out that roly poly asshole. Frieza comes in and fucking dicks everything up just because he hates Saiyans. Says that he hates the the master student relationship between him and Vegeta. Thinks it's repulsive. Absolutely hates still, it. He's still playing within the rules of the tournament though, and within Goku's rules, he's not betraying anyone in Universe Seven. He's just playing the fucking game at the tournament of power. Yeah, but Frieza has to be the last man standing in order to get his wish. So he reveals his plan today. He wants to control the gods. Essentially, what does that make him? He wants to be Zenosama. He is gonna wish to be Zeno. Like what the. That's actually kind of a brilliant idea, but if the if the dragon if the dragon can do it, is the dragon that powerful? The Super Dragon Balls are said to grant any wish, no matter what it is. It has more power than any dragon, Namekian, Earth, or anything else in any other universe. It is the most powerful. Supposedly, there is no wish it cannot grant. It's, so, what do you think? I. I think that I think that it's got to be the case like can pretty much do anything. I mean it's just we haven't had any real litmus test with what the super dragon balls can do. They they granted one wish with the super dragon balls at this point, right? And I can't even fucking tell you that I know what it was cuz it wasn't significant. Anybody know what the fucking first dragon ball super wish was? I don't fucking remember what it was. Didn't they give it to Champa? Oh, Remember? Did did they resurrect Earth Six? Yeah, uh, Universe Six Earth. Yeah, that's that's what it is. They used it to resurrect the Earth Six Earth. Wow, Universe Six Earth. Let's see if the dragon can do it. I want to see Frieza get pushed though. I'm sick of this hiding in the shadows bull. Let's see him get into a fight with somebody and actually have to try. Because like we know Frieza. we know we know Jaren's the only one right now so far that can take him out. Yeah, what maybe an Topo. Piece of shit that guy is, huh? You know the Vegeta Topo fight that they hinted at today. Oh, dude! Like it kind of started, but then like it kind of finished. Like that's all you see is just the very beginning of it. Yeah, that fight is gonna be tremendous, dude. Because Topo very openly training to be the god of destruction for Universe Eleven. Confirmed through, I, they, I think they reference it in the anime, but they've definitely emphasized it more in the manga. So, with Vegeta, Wiz is constantly saying, hey, I'll train you so long as you promise you'll be a god of destruction in one of these days. So, arguably, two of the strongest beings from each of the universe, and they have that awesome exchange. I don't go, I don't settle for second fiddle. Oh, aren't you the second fiddle yourself? Ooh. Ooh. And that was exactly the you kind of reaction that we had. That was so, 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 so good. So that fight's going to be really cool. Jiren, I think we see Goku peeking over at him from behind the rocks. And he's like, what's up, asshole? I hate you. Oh, you're just meditating. I'm still weak. And now he's got to go fight Cauliflower. So we'll see how that progresses next week. Does Frieza negate the Universe 6, Universe 7 alliance? Yeah. I mean, yeah. at this point, you only have Khalifla, Kale, and you have the two Namekians. I believe that's it, because Kaba was five. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's only those four that remain for Universe 6. So Universe 6 is not in a position, though, to turn down alliances. Universe 7, on the other hand, they don't exactly have to accept the help of Universe 6. Universe 6 does have the two Saiyans, though, and not the Namekians. So we'll see what happens with the Namekians. 
One thing that they keep referencing, episode titles have leaked out. I believe it's episode 114. So that's two weeks from now. Not next week, the week following. Episode title references, A New Warrior is Born. So I do think that we have a fusion on the way. So who's the fusion going to be between? There's a couple of things that make me think, hopefully the, the Namekians, they might fuse into some super fucking warrior. That would be really cool to see. And I think that's probably the popular theory. One thing that I noticed today, before Kaba gets knocked out and then eventually saved by Vegeta, he has a line where he says, at least I gave Khalifa and Kale some additional time to escape. They can execute their plan. Execute their plan. Sounds like they got something up their sleeve between the two of them. Those are the two most important pieces to execute a plan. What if those two know how to fuse? Khalifa and Kale fuse together into some super fucking crazy Saiyan? I don't know. Remember, once you do the fusion, you have the knowledge of both bodies. So immediately, what would happen? Will she be able to go Super Saiyan 2? Will she be able to go higher? Or I think she will, might hit that three. Or will Kale's side take over and her get a legendary Super Saiyan type Broly thing, but at a higher level? Will we see an ascension of Kale's power? This is what I think might happen. Or could happen. I mean, I think the Namekians thing is just as likely to happen, fusing into one super Namekian. I think that is just as likely to happen as about what I'm about to say. I realize both are, you know, not confirmed that they're going to happen. But, you know, I think about Dragon Ball a lot. And I think they drop some real subtle hints that I've picked up over my 22 years of watching the goddamn show. So let me give it a shot, right? If these two were to fuse, right? The next episode, it looks to be like Kalifla and Goku are going to fight again. So that's cool. I think because they call the episode, it's like Super Saiyan All Out Battle or something like that. So I think it's going to be more than just those two. I think there's going to be a third party who interjects into that fight. And obviously, I think it's going to be Kale. So it's going to be Goku versus these two Saiyans. He's kind of on the mend. He doesn't quite have all of his energy back, but he's got to fight them now anyway. He makes a reference in the in the preview for this week. Is he going to have to go Super Saiyan 3? So here's what I think will happen. They'll see Super Saiyan 3. Realize that neither of them are strong enough to be able to uh, achieve it themselves. But they see how it's done. You need a beer? Sure. Hell yeah, you do. Load it up. I'll take a beer, too. Sure. This is a big market tease, man. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to leave the beer line in. Yeah, I'm, in. I'm only here for the beer and the chicken wings. I wish we had chicken wings. I was told there would be chicken wings. <sighs> I was told there would be punch and pie. <laughs> I was told there was going to be punch and pie. So, it's going to be Goku versus these two Saiyans next week, I think. At least Cauliflower. I think there's going to be a second Saiyan that interjects. They're going to see Goku go Super Saiyan 3, as he hints in the preview. And then, they're going to come to the end of that episode. And then it's going to tease for the next episode, for 114, which has been titled, Birth of a New Super Warrior. So that that's going to be that pushes the fusion and Kale fusing into a new fighter. Now it's entirely possible that at the end of next week's episode they decide to go into some other fight within the tournament. They go to 
Gokhan and Piccolo versus the Namekians. It's entirely possible that they go to episode 114 and cut over to that fight instead. Yeah. But if they do do a little two episode arc do do. <laughs> <laughs> but if they do a little two mini episode arc within the bigger arc of the Tournament of Power and it's this fusion between the two Saiyans and they go Super Saiyan 3 to match Goku, how fucking cool would that be? The boys did it after a short amount of time of being fused. They learned how to go Super Saiyan 3 Real because they had watched Goku do, uh, Goku. Goku do it exactly in the original series. And you know what? Now that you say that, the boys, you're right. Gohan, excuse me, Goten and Trunks, who are totally underutilized throughout this entire show to this point, and it's sad because they were one of the better parts. I didn't like the Boo Saga as a whole. I mean, I, I love the Boo Saga, but... I think it was actually pretty solid. It had its flaws, yeah, but it was it, a solid it series. It had its flaws, but it's, it, of all the sagas, it's probably one of It's probably second to last, maybe the Frieza saga. I get, you know, because PTSD from being a child who watched that shit on repeat for like four years on... <laughs> Until we finally got Boo <laughs> yeah, Saga. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> dude... Here's how it started for me, right? Like I, I saw early Dragon Ball, like when I was six years old, like on some fucking syndicate channel. So before like the Funimation dub, before like the Ocean it, dub, it was the Ocean dub. Early in my fucking Canadians. life, when I was like five or six, and then eventually, um, those dubs made their way again to the Dragon Ball Z dubs from that company, made their way to Cartoon Network. And then eventually Funimation picked up the deal to do from... They redid the Frieza Saga, did Cell Saga on, I think, is, is how it worked. Um, in between all of them picking up that shit, though, and redubbing them all for Funimation for the rest of the way, I had already watched um, like all of them on bootleg VHS tapes. So mm -hmm. I was like fucking 10. So I was in a very unique position for a 10-year-old. But I uh, I already watched them. So like for me, it's it's more of the... I'm uh, more tied to the Japanese stuff anyway. So, I don't know. I, I think I, the only reason I wanted to say that was because we watched that Reddit thing yesterday. What the hell was it, Mike? A documentary. Yeah, it was like a documentary made by some people in, was it Ireland? It was, really, like it. It was really, really well done. What was it about? So, basically, it was like, it documents the these fans from Ireland. It seems like most of them are, are in Europe. I think Ireland and the United Kingdom, I believe. I don't know. Yep. I'm just going off of their accents, really. I could be completely fucking wrong. Mm -hmm. And these kids are young. So they're like 19, 20. You know, we, I'm 28. Mike, I think you're 30. Devin, how old are you? I'm going to be 26 in January. So. Oh, you're the youngin' among the group, I huh? am the youngin'. I'm always the youngin'. <laughs> I just look older. Right. So these kids are like 19, 20. I think that there was like a 22-year-old kid. And, you know, they all raise really good points throughout the throughout the course of the documentary and they what they do primarily is they react to new episodes of Dragon Ball Super like as they're happening in Japan and yeah. it's you know a little little thing down in the corner and then them just making comments about it like why is his hair blue or oh shit haven't I seen this before or blah, blah, blah. kind of cracking on it but like kind of making some commentary on it whatever most of the kids like didn't really agree with but Whatever, they all were funny in their own fucking life. All right. But in between those shots is they did the, the history of the animation of Dragon Ball Z and how Super came to be and all the behind-the-scenes stuff that was going on at Toei when they decided that they were going to make a new series and when they were announced the new movies for Dragon Ball Z. And we have to give a shout-out, absolutely, uh, to Geekdom 101 and Anime AJ, uh, A-J-A-Y, right? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, AJ, shit, that's fucking wrong. Whatever. Those are the two main voices of reason in that documentary for me. Um, those guys are so well-informed and have so many connections to legitimate sources in the anime world, and they get legit leaks, dude. Them and Ken Zaro on Twitter. Like, those are the guys that you go to to really um, get as much little details little tidbits yeah yeah those guys actually have some good shit going on so it bounces back and forth between those sets of like youtube guys who do their shit every week and talk about dragon ball religiously and are super well connected and then back to these other kids in ireland so it's an interesting back and forth you know to get some like historical perspective from those guys who know it and then see a reaction of people who are you know 10 years younger than us or whatever stupid are exactly. Yeah, I, mean, like, I don't want to say stupid. Well, think about it. There are people who are watching this series right now, and they have never went and watched Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, or any of the Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball movies. Well, I you think... You know what I mean? You the, should, if you're going to start on this series, you should give its history some background. So See what it started at and what it evolved exactly, into. Exactly. And this is what I think the documentary does great on the historical spec, on the historical uh, side of things. That from that perspective, they really set up how big and crazy of a show, how successful, how popular, how good it is for the fucking Japanese economy to have Dragon Ball episodes being made. But then you have this. Ep- it seems like they're kids who are again. They're like almost ten years younger than us in most cases, and they grew up with the Funimation dubs. Which don't get me wrong, the Funimation dubs I mean, is the best. They started out rough, dude, and well, I hate the, no, I the, hate the Falconer score. I hate that. I, I, really, I actually Funimation it... dubs get better as they go on. Once they hit the Boo Saga, okay, when they really hit their stride was when Funimation dubbed Dragon Ball Kai. That shit was all really well written. The end of the Dragon Ball Z saga for me is. I'm sorry, I cannot agree with that. I hate the music. I hate the fucking dub. I grew up with the Japanese voices. So I preferred the Japanese voices. But these kids are just like making fun of it as they're watching the Japanese voices. And I got kind of offended to an extent. And I'm like, yeah, because- I understand that you love Dragon Ball. But I think I love it in a different fucking way. And it's bothering me that you're making fun of Dragon Ball in the way that I love it. So fuck off, you little kids. But no. still, great job in your documentary. You fucking I watched the prick. whole thing. It was very compelling. I think you all did a wonderful job on it, if you're hearing this. Because we do have some fucking listeners in Ireland. For all we fucking know is these kids. Whatever. <laughs> They're checking in on us. Whoever did that documentary, again, the biggest contributor, I think, you know, from the historical perspective, was Geekdom 101. That dude's a fucking boss. And by the way, he's moderating Kamehakan. Which I'm, I'm trying to get a group, dude. We're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go. I think. I think I might bring Freitas. Nice. I might. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I might go to Command Con, but Geekdom 101 is gonna moderate it. So great job to those people who put that thing together. Shout out to you guys. We love you. Okay. Jesus. Fuck. So in Dragon Ball related news this week, we had the speculation. That perhaps we have three new Dragon Ball movies headed our way in 2018, 2019, and 2020. The internet went fucking bananas at the idea of three new Dragon Ball movies headed our way. Now, the only reason this happened, speculation of the, the speculative piece of this, is the website domains Dragon Ball 2018, Dragon Ball 2019, and Dragon Ball 2020 were all registered this week. Now... It's not that big of a deal, right? Well, before they released The Battle of the Gods and before they released Fakatsu no F in 2013 and 2015, respectively, 
about a year before they licensed a domain page with Dragon Ball 2013 and Dragon Ball 2015. There was no Dragon Ball 2014 registered in between. There was no Dragon Ball 2016 or Dragon Ball 2017 registered in between. So, the fact that 18, 19, and 20 are now all published from within a place, or, or registered rather, from within a place in Japan, made the internet go a little buck wild. That being said, what kind of movies could we expect? I think it's pretty safe to say Dragon Ball seems to be a series, or Dragon Ball Super seems to be a series that's going to continue, but... For how long, who knows? We can do some math. Um, we get about a minute an episode. You know? <laughs> do this tournament. There's going to be at least 20 more fucking tur- episodes in the Tournament of Power. power. This, they yeah, could drag so it into a movie. Minutes left. So that's actually so? been one theory. Michael, vaping Mike Norm. Yeah. What if they do a movie version of the Tournament of Power and they condense all the episodes into one you know, 90-minute movie? That'd be kind of dope. But to be honest with you, I feel like there's too much to squeeze in. I don't know because the all of it happens. The, the Frost thing you'd have to get rid of. Yeah, there are certain individual story arcs that would probably suffer because of it, but they would be quick, quick scenes. Think about how long some of the episodes of Dragon Ball. The stupid are. sniper yeah. one. That oh, one dude, can yeah, go. No, that episode's out. See you With later. Piccolo got what, yeah. how many of his limbs blown off? If ever there was a fucking filler episode, right? <laughs> that shit was rough. Um, I could see them doing it, but I don't think they will, and here's why. First two Dragon Ball movies, I mean, they're technically Dragon Ball Z movies, right? So they're not Dragon they're, Ball They Super are movies. the end of Dragon Ball Z. Exactly. So Dragon Ball Super, by is that... Is its own, and say that's why they retold this, the fights through Dragon Ball Super. And I'm okay with They it. extended it. it. Honestly, the extensions were really good. The Beerus fight was actually much better in the in the series. Uh, I, than it was I think the movie. I preferred the movie, and here's why. I, I think I, I started. I remember the day Super debuted. It was the day after the Fourth of July. Yeah, we went. That was great. And all <laughs> no, I don't even mean the Battle of the Gods movie. I mean the first episode of Dragon Ball Super. It debuted on July fifth of twenty fifteen. Okay. I remember the day it debuted. I remember it because, A, you know, new Dragon Ball series. We, you know, got directions for it. It's okay. It was Mm -hmm. a Sunday morning. It was a Saturday, 4th of July. I had a whole day built into the 4th of July to recover. And I took it really easy on the 4th that year in (laughs) order to wake up early, early, early to catch an English sub of Dragon Ball Super. (laughs) That means a lot. It's okay. A lot of us did. Yeah. So it was dope. Um, Super dope. Super dope. Super dope. Super dope. So, we already had Super retell the first two stories. I'm kind of reluctant to think that they would make the next movie into recycled Super material and go backwards. Do you that would think piss us that they off. will make three new movies and all it is is each one for each arc? Yeah. Do you think that's what they'll do? They're just going to make a new movie about Battle of Gods. <laughs> you do realize the fans would immediately like want to murder them, They're right? Battle of Gods 2.0. Where like it's a movie version, but they also have Bulma's fucking party on a on a on a boat. <laughs> just drag out. About, you know, the last five. You minutes. got the two movies. They have retellings through Super, so we're not retellings of movie uh, of Super episodes now into movies. We're gonna reverse it now. So I was gonna, I was thinking <laughs> about doing a new episode this week, our second episode this week, to strictly discuss the rumor thing, the movie rumors. Okay, but. I decided it would make sense for us to do it now because I think the first movie I would like to see is 
post-tournament of power, everything's cool. Universes are probably still all there. At a minimum, Universe 7 and Universe 6 are. And Vegeta goes and visits planet Sadala in Universe 6 and sees a planet full of Saiyans. I think that was a theory. We tried to do that episode yesterday that it was an abortion, so we're redoing it today, technically by extension of this one. But we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Um, I want to see Vegeta see a, an entire planet of Saiyans. Give me a plot. Give me a it... plot for the movie. All right, all right, all right. So here's my plot, right? They referenced that line today. You have to make good on your promise. You know, Vegeta says it to Kaba. You, you have to make good on your promise to bring me to planet Sadala and meet the king. He's a real honorable dude and all that shit, right? I was so happy they fucking brought it up, dude. I freaked out when they did it. So Vegeta goes to planet Sadala and he meets the king. But here's the thing. Some strong motherfucker shows up. Or, or wait, maybe they go to meet the king and before they get there, some strong motherfucker already showed up and killed the king. There's no... More king. Or Turmoil. Vegeta kills the king. No. Becomes the king. Nope, 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 nope. Vegeta goes Majin again. Mm-mm. The M randomly Vegeta appears on his head. Vegeta has to be the savior of these people. Vegeta goes to this movie. Vegeta goes to, rather, Vegeta goes to this planet without Goku. You only see Goku in the first 10 minutes of the movie as they're getting ready to leave. And Goku decides he doesn't want to go because he'd rather go train with the fucking Kais or something. Because nice. he's a goddamn asshole. Go fucks off somewhere. Yeah, Goku goes and fucks off somewhere, okay? <laughs> And then Vegeta goes by himself. Maybe he brings Bulma and Trunks. That'd be cool. Let's get some fucking Trunks screen time. Nice. So we have Vegeta that happen. Family they go vacation. and visit Planet Sadala. And then they get there and the king's fucking dead, dude. And they're like, oh no, what so happened? So what you're saying is Vegeta needs to fuck shit up. No, Vegeta needs to have a fucking movie based around him where he can go and fucking get some goddamn closure on the fact that he lost his planet while he was off destroying somebody else's planet by the guy who employed him. What the fuck? It's all Freeze's fault. Freezes the dick Once again It brings us back to him Defeating <laughs> yeah. Kaba right. So what the hell He's such a dick He so, didn't need to do that So maybe the king gets killed Right by the super strong dude And then like You know who gets hired To kill the super strong dude Hit And then Hit shows up Cause he's like The world's fucking universe's Most deadly assassin And then Hit's there And then Hit and Vegeta fucking So do we have up. a nice. Hit and Vegeta team up Is that what you're asking about Tell me you, that movie Wouldn't sell millions of dollars That's badass That would be so fucking cool That's my first pitch Yo, if the Dragon Ball Room over at Toei Animations listening right now, that's my first pitch. Y'all motherfuckers need some help writing it. Give me a call. I'd be happy to quit my day job. Seriously, <laughs> I'll write Dragon Ball for you all day. Be real. Dark. Give me a character to voice, please. It wouldn't be real dark. It <laughs> no, would just be dark. real fucking cool and streamlined. And I would really fun love stuff. And all those other no, voice actors terms that mean nothing. It would be streamlined. Have you have <laughs> you ever dark. tried? Did you ever have a thought to try to do it like a dubbing? No. Of some anime? Oh, to... you mean like voice acting shit? Yeah. Nah. I mean, I thought about doing voice acting or like overdub rather. Like I, th- I think vo- I think voice acting would be a great job for me. I could probably get into that. I fuck with voices a lot anyway. So, you, I think you'd be perfect for something like this. You, I would love you, it. You'd want to throw your anger into beating the crap out I don't of somebody. Have that much anger. I just have a little bit about motherfuckers cutting their lawn six days a goddamn week and the mm-hmm. fact that Vegeta has never gotten the fucking spotlight and now... Tully, it's your fucking opportunity to make right on all of these wrongs. You need Dragon Ball V, just Vegeta. Dragon Ball Vegeta. <laughs> Dragon Ball V. That could be a whole spinoff series. So basically, at the end of the movie, they decide to make Vegeta because he saves the day. Hold on, can they we go back to, to his old Vegeta? We're going to go old school with it, though. Dragon, dragon, rock the dragon, Dragon Ball V. Come on, <laughs> dude. It's so funny that you brought that up. Earlier this week, I think it was Wednesday morning, I went to work, 
well, fuck, dude, before I even got to work, I woke up and that song was just rolling around in my head. I haven't heard that song in a really, really long time. Just rolling around in my head. Dragon, 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 dragon ball. What the point was, that, hey, that was the ocean dub. Was that? That wasn't the Funimation dubs. Yeah, dude. That was Ocean, I, huh? Because I, I, then sorry, after was, Funimation was took over, no, they sorry, had like real nondescript instrumental Four fucking... kids had it. It was four kids. Damn, dude. You know all those. Should be... I'm fucking stupid as hell with that stuff. I swear. Well, do you know um, One Piece? Mm-mm. One Piece was the done by four kids. The only anime I watch is Dragon Ball Z. Originally. And when it was canceled, Funimation got the rights to it. They redubbed the whole series up until its recent point and then mm. continued. Huh. And it's like, ah, oh, you miss the other voice actors because like everyone has to change because it's a brand new company coming in. Yeah, no, that's, that makes sense. Contracts are how they are, and I feel like I need to rephrase. Dragon Ball Z is not the only anime I watch. It's the only current anime that I watch because I'm not really that into anime. I've watched many other animes throughout the course of my life. So before all y'all motherfuckers get real upset, I don't want to hear. Get rowdy in here. Damn, dude. All right, so that's my first pitch for a Dragon Ball movie. Second pitch though. Here's the tricky part about Dragon Ball movie. Now, at least. Because we need universe, a Piccolo video. You need a Piccolo fucking movie? We need a Piccolo movie. Never going to happen mm-hmm. now. So here's why. Dragon Ball universe has gotten so big with the addition of all of these extra universes in this tournament of power. You could go off and explore any of them. I think the main one that you'd want to explore after this one, outside of, outside of Universe 6, would be Universe 11. What's up with Jiren? What's up with Belmont? What's up with the Pride Troopers? But see, that's the thing. Like... Goku's going to have to win this tournament. You know that, right? Because he's the one that's going to say, I wish all of the universes back. Vegeta will just do Universe 6 out of his own personal gain. As much as you don't think about it like that, it kind of would be. I think Vegeta would do the right thing if it came down to it. He'd wish them all back. But you know Goku is the one that would will. You know who else will? And it's a popular theory that I hate to see happen, but it makes a lot of sense. Universe 2 and that Rian bitch because she's all about love and she loves everybody and she's going to win through the power of love. I'll say it one more the time. The power bitch. of love thing is actually really annoying. Oh, it's super annoying but here's how you fix it. Okay? I pitched this yesterday. Here's how you fix Rian. Somebody with some supreme editing skills do me a favor. Take all of the Rian fights. She's fought with some cool people. She's fought with Goku a lot. She's fought with Vegeta a lot. She's fought random people all throughout the tournament. Somebody take those fucking best of fight clips. I'm sure there's a there's a few. She's been given a ton of screen time for whatever goddamn reason, and then recut it to a very '80s ish version, uh, synced up to the song "The Power of Love" by Huey Lewis in the news. That's the power of love. Damn, that'd be so terrible. From Back to the Future. Yo, I went to go see Huey Lewis over the summer, dude. Hell of a show. Hell of a show. It was like a 60 year old average age for the entire crowd. But it was a hell of a show. Those guys kick ass. Now let's talk about another point here. There was speculation that we were going to see Vegeta use Super Saiyan God. Oh, you mean the red? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When are we going to see it? And why? So Why are we going to see it? I'm glad you brought this up because it brings and it just keeps confirming what keeps happening. It's in the manga itself. So the manga is a little bit behind uh, the anime, which is... It comes out once a month. It's... Taking it's, its, it's, time. it's reversed, but as a result, it's it's reversed as opposed to how it was before, where the manga sometimes was ahead of the anime and blah, blah, blah. Or they had to wait for the manga and like make filler episodes and shit like that. The manga, by extension, is much more detailed. So there, and it's it's different in certain perspectives too. 
So within the manga, there was a scene, and I think it was during the universe. I think it was during the Universal Survival Tournament preliminaries. Maybe the preliminary. Maybe it was the Universe Six, Universe Seven tournament. I didn't read it with my own eyes. I really need to start reading it. I'm a fucking bad fan. I get it. But Vegeta switches back and forth between red and blue, red and blue. And it's very similar to what you see in episode 104 of Super with Goku when he jumps in with Hit to fight Dispo and Toppo. It's very similar to that and how he jumps in and he's red because he needs to be really fast and agile. And then when he goes to hit somebody, he turns into blue so that he has more power. And then smacks him hard. Yeah, but yeah. basically in the manga, Vegeta's already done it. So it's confirmed that he's, he, has a, he has the ability to do it. Which well, is because cool. in the manga, during the fight with um, Zamas and Black... He's only using red. You know what I mean? He hasn't mastered blue fully. He's using red and slightly. Vegeta is, blue. yeah? Yes. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Like, he, he's, he had been using red. So, like, he achieved red, and Goku has mastered blue. Hmm. So he couldn't quite hold it yet. Just realized that Frieza would rather be wiped from existence than then go fight Jared. back to hell. Like, they made it very clear... He doesn't want to go back to hell anytime soon. He'd rather just not exist. Well, so, do you like your fuzzy toys and fuzzy warm <laughs> hugs and stuff? Exactly. You want to be serenaded by teddy bears? Exactly. So, Filthy monkeys. I think, I think Universe 7 movie could be pretty cool, but you got to tell it through the scope of Goku somehow. You ha- there, there's never going to be a Dragon Ball movie where the Central Z Fighter's not involved. So I, I don't. as much as I would love to see an entire movie... They've brought Piccolo back. They've brought Gohan back, though. See, that's the thing. You saw Piccolo fighting Gohan past Super Saiyan 2 level. Even at that Mystic level, he was still fighting him. So Piccolo clearly has gotten much stronger since the end of Z. And with the biggest hint of Ultra Instinct with the episode 109 and 110 with with Goku achieving Ultra Instinct, it's inferred that anyone can achieve it. It's not a Saiyan-specific thing. So that opens up a whole new can of worms worms for the dragon ball world anybody can achieve it what if krillin achieves ultra instinct all of a sudden he's relevant again don't get me wrong i would love i I love krillin as a character i swear to god yeah he's the fucking butt end of most of the dragon balls you related jokes in this world but he is a great character no 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 no. that's yamcha all the way hell he is the most sarcastic asshole of all time he's such a dickhead especially when he's still relevant and powerful within dragon ball whoa dude that dude had the biggest mouth if anything, he fucking sat down and stayed humble over the years. He used to, he used to talk a lot of shit back I'm in saying, Dragon Ball. Dude, he used to talk tons of smack. Back but, when he could keep up with Goku. So we'll see. I don't know. Universe 11. I'd love to see a Universe 11 solely that as a movie. Or, or like a story of Hit. Like his fucking rise to power and how he got so powerful and his background. I'd love to see either of those two things. But I don't think that we can ever expect to see a Dragon Ball movie that isn't framed around the idea of Goku and pals are off to fight somebody strong, unfortunately. That'd be more of an idea for like a fucking hour-long TV special a la Future of Trunks or the Father of Goku part. I was so know? hoping to keep Trunks in our timeline. That would have been so great. So It would have been retarded, but it would have been hilarious. There's a piece of the manga. I think it's actually an extra side story that they released in Shonen. Uh, is it Shonen or is it it's Viz Jump now, right? I don't know, V-Jump. Viz Media, what up? You guys dubbed Rodma back in the 90s. I appreciate you. You're a big part of how I grew up, you assholes. Uh, Viz Jump now. They have a little side story where Trunks and Mai go back to the future, but like they only go back after Gohan comes. Like They plan to stay, basically, in the main timeline with us. 
Yeah. And then Gohan shows up one day and he's like, all right, well, I'll see you guys. And they haven't told anybody that they wanted to stay. And then he's like, oh, all right, well, Gohan thinks I should go. He's right. I should probably go. That's what Gohan believes. And he goes <laughs> back to the future with my... But, like, it was never inferred in the anime or in the manga otherwise that that was what Trunks and Mai intended to do. They, like, wrote it as a little cool side story to get that exact statement out of your mouth. I wish Trunks stayed in the main timeline. That'd be so dope. <laughs> I wish he did, too. He's one of my favorite... Well, that whole Vegeta Super Saiyan Goku, Rage Future thing Trunks, was really dumb. It, dude, yeah. And you know what? He looked like he had God Key, like the Super Saiyan Blue form does. Getting back again, though, to that Reddit thing that we watched yesterday, they actually talk about all the arcs. That, like, that thing is so fucking recent, Mike. The yeah. most recent date that they reference is October 15th, 2017. Which, as of today, was That's what? seven fucking days yeah. ago. That thing is brand new, dude. If you guys haven't found it, go check it out. Do you know how we could find it? We'll have Mike find how we can find we'll it. Find well, it. Yeah. We have to, because it was too good. But they talk about all of the arcs within Super to this point, and they talk about how, you know, the, the climax of the Future Trunks arc, you know, that was like a, a crazy successful rating in Japan, but, like, you know, the writing really did kind of shit the bed at the end, and it didn't really make much sense. And well, I remember... No, well, at this point, it doesn't uh, matter it what happened to the Trunks arc anymore, because there's What's the nothing link, left. Mike? It's Dragon Ball Super 100 episodes later. Dragon Ball Super, a hundred episodes later, and that's on YouTube. Uh, yeah. On YouTube, Dragon Ball Super, a hundred episodes later. Check that out on YouTube. I don't know who. I'd love to give you credit, but I don't know who you are. So, good fucking job. I love you guys. But they talk about some of the fucking faulty writing arcs, and that's the one they reference the most. It's like, yeah, the ratings were great, but it actually sucked. You know, sucked balls. They could have done so much with it, and they didn't. They focus on stupid shit. They gave us Easter eggs, though. You think so? Like, what kind? What do you think? Well, actually, I'm going to pull it towards the game a little bit, the latest game being uh, Xenoverse 2. Love Xenoverse 2, yo. Okay. Um, you mean, like, the time travel shit and, like, the time breakers? Think, and the... think, you know, think about it. There's, a, there's his normal move setting, which is, you know, the, the final flash, the burning attack. Uh, sorry, not final flash. Burning attack, um, buster cannon. Buster cannon, yep. And all those other ones. If you switch over, now he has Gallic Gun. Now he has Final Flash and Big Bang Attack. So Vegeta, when he came back from the future for that for their help, Vegeta took him and trained him and taught him some of his own moves. So now he can use his father's moves. So it's everything's a little Dude, different. Now. Honestly, though, I don't you, know. You, you like, saw that development. You like they have. I'd like pool. to push it. Show how far he can go because he's already at Super Saiyan two level. When he can he push back, it to three? When he comes back in Super, he trains with Vegeta that one time, and Trunks makes the line. He says the line, "Yo, you can hit Super Saiyan three now, Dad. Good for you." And it's like, "Ah ha ha, Vegeta, don't get that." Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Yo, fuck you," and goes blue. And they fight real quick, and there's like a fountain involved. Who I don't remember exactly. So. I don't think Vegeta trained him then, but like those dudes, it was after that. Future, I don't think so. I think Future Trunks learned a lot of that shit from Vegeta. For like, they didn't they spend two two years each within the time chamber, back to back. Like they spent a year within the time chamber together. Vegeta went back and Dude, Vegeta blew up the year. time chamber in Super multiple times. Multiple times. I can't wait, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, bringing it back around to one twelve today. Because we just totally went off on a separate tangent about the movies and all that shit. I think I can just let it run. Bringing it back today, he 
sees Jiren from the distance and he's like, You motherfucker, you don't know. You're about to see what's up. I'm about to give His you the hand. His hand was shaking. About he to was give you the hands, excited, bro. though. He was ready. He's like, I want to know what kind of power that feels like. I said it, I think, last week or the week before. We don't really know what Vegeta's capable of because he didn't have enough time to be able to. Well, basically, before the Tournament of Power arc starts, it is over the course of like whatever 16 hours it's like hey the tournament's tomorrow go gather your team now he jumps in the time chamber after bra is born for i don't know like six hours or whatever so whatever the hell that is you know two three months you can achieve a lot as evidenced by frieza in you know three or four months of training maybe vegeta's got something up his sleeve that we haven't seen yet and he's saving for a guy like jiren I, i'm not counting vegeta out against jiren yet i think the possibility exists especially with the confirmation that ultra instinct can be achieved by anybody I feel like the Ultra Instinct thing was a distraction. From what? From what you're saying. Like, Vegeta's got something up his sleeve. Vegeta has been training just as hard as Goku. They've been training at the same time for the same thing. There's no reason why Vegeta doesn't have something else up his sleeve just like Goku would. You're right. And Vegeta does seem pretty confident that he's going to be one of the that guys to Ultra last Instinct until the thing end. might have been just a fluke they threw at us to excite us. Just to see a, a new form Goku had. He didn't have a new form. He's going to achieve it again. It, originally, it was described as his hair was Super Saiyan, but his hair was still black. And in the anime and in the thing, you see it's his hair is normal. You know what I mean? His hair is like as if he's powered up or using the Kaioken where the energy kind of like pushes yeah, it up. pushes it up. But for the most part, it's just still normal. You know what I mean? I'll say it again, man. I think Universe Six and Universe Seven are going to make a formal alliance between the battle, but between the the brothers, between Champa and Beers, they're going to fucking say, "Yo, back to back, we agree." Okay, cool. Those Namekians are going to heal Goku. He's going to get a Zenkai boost from having the shit kicked out of him. Remember that healing thing is still just theory, though. We it's don't my know theory. yet. How else is he going to fucking get powerful enough to reach Ultra Instinct again? He's not going to throw up another spirit bomb. I'll tell you that. No, because Jiren wouldn't allow it. Probably not, even though Jiren did. He was a little cocky, though. You never know. But I don't think knowing how much force where he actually had to push it back, you never know. You know, it changes people's minds. Frieza thought he could, you know, take anything until he got hit with a spirit bomb. He couldn't push it back. It changes your mind. If you actually have to try to do something. You're like, oh, shit. I want to avoid that spirit bomb at all. I don't, I don't want to have to do that again. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We'll see what happens. I mean, Jiren is just being an arrogant piece of shit, sitting there meditating with a force field around him because dude's on ice until the end of the tournament when it's going to get down to crunch time. Hopefully by that point in time, Goku will have uh, healed and figured out how to get back to his uh, his mode. You know what I'm saying? Uh, before we go, we had a giveaway uh, for some autographed Funko Pops uh, with the American voice actors of Goku and Vegeta, uh, Sean Schemmel and Chris Sabat. Yes. Uh, they're going to be here at Comic-Con in a couple of weeks. So we pulled the first uh, We pulled the first winner a couple of weeks back. As I said, I need you guys to follow up with me, man. I need you guys to confirm that you heard that I called your name and come claim your shit. So... That person's name, again, if you didn't hear that episode, I think we did it on the 109-110 episodes. That was uh, James Collins. So, James, if you're out there, you won one of these, too. So, get in touch, dude. Uh, and then we are going to give away the second one right now. 
Uh, maybe we might even extend it, dude. Maybe James doesn't fucking claim his shit. I don't know. If you see the post, man, just feel free to uh, feel free to share and comment and you know listen to the episode. See, we're still giving it away. The next winner is Chris Bennett. Chris Bennett, you're from Prince George, British Columbia. That's Canadian, man. Mm-hmm. British Columbia isn't that where uh, isn't that where Trailer Park Boys is filmed? Is it? I'm not sure, man. Well, we're going to pretend that it is and say that our boy Chris Bennett is the fucking winner only in sake of Mr. Out there in the trailer park. Congratulations. Yeah, well, I don't think he lives in a trailer park. Probably not. I feel like that's an exaggeration. Maybe I'm wrong. Who fucking knows? Maybe he really wants an autograph fucking Funko Pop so we can hawk it on eBay. But we're going to say that he wins because, rest in peace, Mr. Leahy. Fair enough? Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, man, that's going to do it for Super Dope this week. Uh, tune in next week when I try to further confirm how much more I know about Dragon Ball than you do with my crazy outlandish theories and all the shit that might not ever come true. Da-da-da-da.